Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Moonlight Madness. I'm your host, as always, Brian, Brian Dash, and today... I'm going to be doing a story called My Little Dashy, Peace with the Princess. Written by Brian Dash, narrated by yours truly. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy. You guys have no idea for the past four begins. How long ago it's been since I wrote this story. It's been so, so, so long that it is unreal. Hold on, my stupid, stupid alarm just went off. Sorry about that. So, like I said, I wrote this so long ago, and it's nice just to head back, go back in time, and narrate the story again for you. It's always a pleasure to do a Dashy story for you guys. Always a pleasure to do Foxina, Dashy, and when I have the inspiration, Tony. Although, I will admit, I just bit Tony as its own series. Even though it's just supposed to be a trilogy of Tony Valentine's. But hey, we're going to move on with some more Dashy. My all-time favorite story about my fictional daughter based on my actual doggy daughter that I wrote. So here we go. Me and Dashy and all of her friends were playing in the field. We're playing game of tag. When we saw a majestic chariot ride by and land a few feet in front of us, I looked to see who it was. Oh my gosh. Out of all the days, why today? It was that stupid, stinky princess, Ketsune the Ketsune. That stupid, stinky, nine-tailed fox. I didn't like her, and she didn't like me. Well, I'm in for it, I thought. Before me and Dashy decided to stay with each other, she's tried to get me to go home. In fact, when she found out I was here, she'd spent most of her fox magic trying to send me back to my world. But the portal that brought me here was closed. There's no denying that. So reluctantly, the princess had decided to let me stay. On the account that I don't talk to her, look at her, go near her, or anything of the sort. Hello, she said to everyone. Me excluded. I'm having a ball soon, and I want you all to come to the ball. You have a plus one, and you can bring a date if you like. But please, you all are invited, she said, not looking at me as if implying that I was not invited to this ball. I looked at her and said, Hey, princess, how are you doing? I'll be happy to attend the ball, I said. She smiled, fakely, as in saying, Oh, you're not invited. But could not say that or tell me I'm not allowed to come because of Dashy. Sure, Pops, I'll bring you as my plus one. I'm not saying anyone. 
I said thank you, Gashi. I loved you, Tom. She already knew that the princess wasn't going to invite me or was going to stop me at the gate, but her guards would not stop Dashi, and she already said Dashi can bring a plus one. With a fake smile, she said, Great, I can't wait. Mission accomplished, I thought. I have officially made her mad. I have officially ticked her off. She got back on her chariot, and as everyone left to get ready, I watched the chariot fly by. She shot me a look as an if, saying, you're dead, and flew off. Well, that's the news every day, I thought. Pegasi pulling a kitsune on a flying chariot. Oh well, it is a magical world, I thought. And then I went to get ready along with Dashi, who stayed at Mount Cabin most days and she did her own house. After all, me and her thought we'd never see each other again. Then to have her dad from a different universe again after almost assuredly never be able to see each other ever again. Who's to stop us? As I got my suit and tie on, I felt like I haven't worn this thing in years. That was the only bit of clothing I was allowed to take with me back to the land of the screwballs. And the place I lived was Kitsunedal. After a little bit of time passed, me and the other friends of ours, Dinky, Derpy, Screwball, Miss Diamond, and Applesauce, and of course, Dashy. All of us went to the ball together as a group of friends. Shortly after we got there, some other people decided to sit with us and join the, our small group of friends. It was getting a little too crowded for my taste. After all, I haven't been to a big group gathering ever since my parents died. I haven't visited their graves because their graves didn't follow me, although the pictures from the picture album I had did. I don't know why, but honestly that's the only connection to my parents that I have. But there is one other thing I do have. That reminds me of my mother. The painting of the giant rainbow over a nice, beautiful field. My favorite painting from her. That's the only thing apart from the picture album that followed me from my world to hers. I don't know why, and honestly, I don't care. I have her in my heart. And Dashi physically. It's wonderful. I was thinking this as I walked out on the balcony, looking over the beautiful, beautiful town, clothed in night and covered in moonlight, when I felt something bump me hard and knock me down. 
I looked up to see who it was. It was Princess Kitsune. She looked at me and then walked to the edge of the balcony and looked over the town. Okay, that just made me mad. I said, hey, what's your problem? You knock me down and you don't even say you're sorry? I, tell me, what the heck is wrong with you? If you got a problem, say it to my face. She looked at me again. Her ears dropped and her tail tucked. Not in embarrassment or shame, but she was sad. I have to admit, I kind of liked it, seeing her like this. But what kind of example why I set for my daughter? Letting someone suffer in misery while I just sit there enjoying it. Enjoying their sorrow. That's not right. So I walked over to her. Alright, um... What's wrong? She looked at me confused and said, Why should you care? You don't like me. You don't care. You hate me. Almost as much as I hate you. I said, I don't hate... Okay, yeah, I kind of do. But... Just tell me what's wrong. I need to be this perfect figure. I won't tell anyone. She gave me a hard stare and then said, I'm alone. My student screwball has grown up to be a fine young woman who knows magic and there's not much left that I can teach her. I have my guards, but they don't really converse in conversation. And my sister, Silver, she's a fine young fox, but after I banished her all those years ago, just for her to return, and with a changed heart, wouldn't she do good instead of evil? I still can't forget what she used to be. And now... Our relationship isn't as strong as it once was. I don't think it ever will be. <clears throat> and I have all these problems and no one to talk to. I was cursed with immortality. With no one to talk to about it. I walked over to her and said, Well, I'm not immortal, but if you need to talk to someone, I guess you should talk to me. She said, you, you can't possibly understand what I'm going through and the sorrow. I have all my friends that I once knew from childhood gone. My parents have passed. I said, I may be 25, but I know you more than you probably know yourself. I went through the same thing. Explain. She asked. I don't want to. I don't want to bring up these painful memories. But I figured that it was about time she knew why I couldn't just up and leave Dashie apart from me being her father. 
course, I sit down next to her. You see, many years ago, when I was, I don't know, 18, so not many, but pretty decent time ago, I was at home, just relaxing, watching some old Western on the TV. I wasn't a fan of Westerns, except for those with Fess Parker. This one had Clint Eastwood. It was the first movie I've ever seen by Clint Eastwood. I told her. She didn't know who Clint Eastwood was, but knew well enough that he was some sort of famous actor. I looked at her and said he was famous for playing in Westerns. She nodded and continued to listen to me. I said, it was my last resort. It's 16 hours. My parents were gone. I thought they might have just stayed the night at somewhere, but no. They didn't take any clothes or food or money. They would at least do that or at least tell me what was going to happen. They had car trouble. They would have called me by then too. I had a cell phone. That's when I heard the knock on the door. And the cop said, you name Brian Dash? I told him yes. He said, Brian, we need you to get into the cop car. There's something you should see. And it's hard for me to explain it. But uh, you need to come with me right now. I was scared, but my parents always told me, never argue with the officer. So even though I really didn't want to, I climbed into the car with him. He drove me down to the hospital. Instantly, I knew something was wrong. Inside the hospital, I saw the chief of police. He said, I was the first on site. When it first happened, I was at the stoplight. Your parents are driving home from the grocery store. The, your father had some money and they're going to buy some stuff. That's besides the point, he said. A kid and his brother were playing ball in his yard. The ball bounced into the street and the youngest of the children went to go get it. He was in front of your father's oncoming vehicle. Your father swerved his car to miss the kid, and in doing so, he gave that kid another chance at life. <clears throat> but your father lost control of the car, and he crashed into a tree. You're lucky you weren't in the car at the time. But unfortunately... Your mother and father took the blunt of the impact, and I'm sorry, son. They're gone. As I told her the story, tears fell from my eyes. And after I finished the story, I couldn't hold back. I just began to sob. I was surprised what I saw through my tear-drenched eyes 
The princess immediately looked concerned and really walked over to me. She wrapped her hand around my shoulder and then using her one of her nine tails, she dried my eyes with her tails and then wrapped them around me as in a tight hug or a blanket and said, it's okay. I understand now. I said, so I do know what's going on. I do know how it feels to have no one left. That's the whole reason why I came here from Dashi. I didn't have anything at my place, in my world. So I decided just to come and live with Dashi forever. Do you understand? So tell me. If there's anything, anything at all you want to talk about, I'm always here. Then she hugged me tighter, not for comfort, but as making peace. And she said, of course, I understand. She, her cheeks began to turn red. And then she said, I may be a thousand years old, but I stopped aging after 20. Would you like to dance? Of course. And we danced. She gave me a big hug afterwards and said, Have a good night, Brian. I hope to see you soon. I'll hope to see you soon, too. She smiled, and she left to her castle. I was stunned for a minute. I can't believe it, I thought. I made peace with Princess Kitsune Kitsune. And that is where my tale of my weird, wonderful life began. The end. Now, just to let you know, um, this story actually took place in number four, and book four, and book four was insane. But book two and three actually was more or less the beginning of his time. Oh, oh, sorry, gentlemen. This actually took place long, long, long before um, this, but more adventures such as his heart took place in book four. Um, original book four, I don't know where it says now, because I don't know if I'll ever do book four again, but I might have to eventually. Which, of course, before book four, I'll have to do book three. Which, of course, after book four will also lead me to have to do book five. Because I cannot live with myself with book four anymore. So, just so you know, in book four, Dashie and Brian died. Brian died from a heart attack. And many, many, many years later, I think it was like 30 or 40, maybe 50 years later, Dashie died from old age. I could not live with that. I hated my life. I hated myself. And one of my YouTube partners said, that's a great place to end it, but make stories in between. 
I could not bring myself to do stories in between if I already killed off Dashie in the last episode. So I made book five, which was forced, unscripted. It was not the best book I wrote. You want to know why I wrote it, though? You want to know why? I wrote, it was probably like an hour, maybe two hours long when I wrote it. I think, I could be wrong, don't quote me on that. But I wrote that book just so I could say that it was a dream. And that Brian never died. And that Dashy and Brian was still living in their town. That Brian did have a heart attack and he was in the hospital. But the fact about him dying was just him having a dream on his deathbed and that somehow he got healed by magic. And that Dashie had a dream that she died to stay with Brian after she thought he died because of his dream. Don't ask me why, I don't know. And poof. She had the same dream. Of course... I did mention the story that they had shared dreams, a side effect from him going to her world. Anywho, apart from that little thing I was on, that sounded wrong, little thing I was in, there we go, that's all I really want to say, that that was just a quick little muse I was in. Anyway, thank you for watching this video. If you liked it, please remember to press the button and boss. As always, have fun around, of course. If you want more videos made, do not worry because I won't call it with a fish addiction. You know this by now. Thank you for watching. Also, I might put a picture of an angel for the thumbnail of this video. Just saying. Most likely, it's going to be a seraphim or the wheel of God's chariot. I'm not sure. Thank you for watching again. And of course, look into the shadows because this was a strange one. And if you want to visit me, please, everyone, don't forget I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. And of course, the madness never ends. And look into the shadows again because this was a strange one. And of course, everyone, if you have dream, reach for the sky because the stars is the limit. Thank you for watching. And good night.